The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Bernie, thank you very much for listening to The Hard Shoulder. Kieran Cuddy with you until seven o'clock this evening. Now, Dr. Mary Cassidy was the state pathologist here from 2004 until 2018, and she is returning to our TV screens tonight, RTE Television, to be precise, uh, for Dr. Cassidy's casebook. The Femicide uh, Case is episode one on nine, at 9.35pm this evening and uh, she is with me now. Mary, it's a pleasure to uh, speak to you. So uh, tell us, uh, what is this TV series about? Oh, hi, Kieran. Um Well, it's, it's looking back at the a lot of the cases that I dealt with over the course of my career because I was in Ireland uh, for 20 years. Um, although I was only a state pathologist since 2004, I was a deputy beforehand. And it always perturbed me the number of women that were murdered in Ireland, and, and I suppose worldwide. Um, and so this was a chance to actually look at these cases in a little bit more depth, and not from the point of view of my input, but why it happens, because it's something I've never allowed myself to do before, is to think about the why someone was killed because that's not that was never my role in the investigations but now that I'm removed from it I, I do want to know why uh, was that a question that you just utterly ignored in the investigations or was it a question that kind of naturally you know just it's human instinct to kind of wonder why but you just quieten that voice for professionalism's sake yeah, you have to, because I have a very defined role when I'm involved in an investigation of any suspicious death or murder. So I'm there to deliver the medical aspects, so the cause of death, um, time of death, anything that I can do that will help the investigating officers putting their case together. And it's not for me to decide who did it and why they did it. Um, so I've always kept away from that and um, because I didn't ever want it to cloud my judgment. I don't, didn't want to get emotionally involved in that side of things because then I wouldn't be doing mm. the victim any service. So I, I'm, I'm conscious we're talking about, you know, people who've lost their lives here and, and families mm-hmm. in mourning. So I use this kind of word advisedly, but w- mm-hmm. w- was there a satisfying element about being able to go back and actually think about the why in some of these cases? It was. As I say, it's something that, I, as you quite right point, I've kept away from. And so this was a, it was just a nice chance for me just to maybe look a little bit more in depth into the, the why, you know, not just accept it's another death, it's another tragedy, this is awful. But actually, is there a way we can get to the bottom of this problem? Because that's something, again, that I was never party to. So uh, the, the the cases that have been picked for this this series. I mean, are, are they cases that were particularly close to your heart for for certain reasons? Um, well, they all are. But one of the great tragedies was when the Women's Aid released their their list of the women who had been killed in Ireland. I, hand on heart, I had to look at it and think, oh, I had forgotten about that person. I'd, oh, I'd forgotten about that. I'd forgotten about it. It all came back as soon as I saw the names. But I thought, isn't this awful that women are dying in these tragic circumstances and we literally all just forget until the next one happens. So we were very careful in, in choosing the cases that we looked at uh, because my one, uh, always I ask, have the families any objection to this? Are the families, do the families want to get involved in this? And I think that's one of the powerful things about this series is you're hearing the families' voices and you're, you're hearing how it impacted them, the family, their lives. And that is just 
incredible because, again, it's something that I used to see a little bit once I was at court and I saw families and I spoke to families. Mm. Um, but it's amazing just to hear just how how it actually can destroy families or it can bring them back together again. Because uh, it's interesting, in, in the context of the Lucy Letby case, that awful case in the UK, mm. we were talking about, you know, victim impact statements and she she yes. wasn't in court to hear them. And so it kind of precipitated a yeah. conversation about the value of them. And what, what, what the families of victims told us was it, it was very important to them mm-hmm. that the perpetrator would be there and would have mm-hmm. to understand the impact it had. Yeah, I mean, I think that's extremely powerful. Um, and I think it's perhaps the only time that the perpetrator will have actually thought about that or had to think about it uh, because they're very wrapped up in what's happening to them and the court case and, you know, pre- preparing a defence. But I don't think they ever do think about that. And this is, a, this is a chance for the families just to say, this is what you did. You didn't just take one life. You affected so many lives and this is how it has affected us. And and same with the perpetrator. Their families are sitting there as well thinking, what what on earth happened? Mm. Where, where did this person go wrong? Um, how do I go on with my life? There's no winners. No, there's not. And yet we're, we're kind of fascinated by these questions, aren't we? Again, it was mm. you know, the Lucy Leppy case. People are just... Desperate to understand why, and often we'll never understand why. But I guess it speaks no. as well to the popularity of you know true crime podcasts, or indeed this show as mm. well. You know, Doctor Cassidy's casebook. It's mm-hmm. there's a kind of a, a a morbid but understandable fascination with trying to understand why, isn't there? Well, I think so, and I think I think most of us um, are able to cope with things because we think it will never happen to us, and we don't really. It, this has happened to somebody because of something or, you know, something in their lives. You know, we, that would never happen to me. I mean, how many times have women had that kind of conversation? If a man ever lifted his hand to me, well, I would, you have to put yourself into these people's shoes. You have to see the lives that they're living. And and I think um, it's an opportunity for us to see sometimes how 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 things evolve over time and perhaps how we can nip something in the bud, stop something in its track before we get to a death. And I mean, you can't stop them all, though, can you? I mean, you know, one no. would look at trends and it's kind of a, a dispiriting, almost depressing thing to point out. But there'll always be a disparity in, in deaths. You know, women were always yeah. much more likely to be killed by men. Of and course. One, one would of wager course. that will always be the case. It will always be the case. I don't see that changing. Um, but what we do is, I think what we've done is we've spoken to a lot of experts and I hope that perhaps will open people's eyes to what's going on and what is going on behind closed doors and maybe making us not quite so reticent about not interfering, but perhaps being there as a listening ear, as a somebody, a shoulder, something that we can perhaps reach out to someone um, and perhaps, as I say, per- prevent one of even one of these deaths happening. Yeah, and listen, certainly that's the the impression you get uh, from um, the initial episode, the first episode uh, tonight, mm-hmm. Olivia uh, Dunley, um from only a few years ago, a relatively recent case that's looked back on. It's going to be on tonight at 9.35pm on RTE1. It'll be on the RTE player as well. Dr. Cassidy's casebook, The Femicide Cases. Uh, Mary Cassidy, a pleasure. And thank you so much for speaking to us. Oh, thank you for speaking to me, Kim. Thank you. 
The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from 4 on News Talk.